0: and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I am Nick Axelrod Welk. I'm joined by my partner in all things criminal, Diamond Creek Bomb. Hey baby. Hey cutie pie. You're coming to LA like next week and I'm so excited.
1: I can't wait.
0: I have like so many things I want to like show you and like spray on you and like rub your face in.
1: I love when guys (laughs) tell me that. (laughs)
0: i just mean like there's very few people that i can geek out on like physical products with you know
1: i can't wait to actually meet avi this time for those that don't know i came all the way to la with the sole purpose of meeting nick's baby and i get to his place to be fair he did make a great dinner what did you make
0: Go chicken verde kind of soup situation.
1: Mm-hmm. But when I get there and I'm like, all right, where's Evie? Now's now's the time. And Annie's
0: you- ready, like ready for any time. And then Evie was three hours asleep because it was nine p.m.
1: It wasn't nine. It was it was a little bit earlier than nine. I think you can it's wake like the baby 30. up one night, right? <laughs> am, they,
0: um, am I, I mean, going to get
1: canceled in like the mom no, groups no, for no. this?
0: <laughs> I like to think that the reason that Evie's been so easy. Is that we've had her on a schedule, like a very strict schedule since six weeks old, meaning every hour and a half she had a bottle at first and then she like had naps at certain times of the day and food at certain times of the day. We never wavered from the schedule and I'm pretty sure that's why she sleeps through the night and is like very – No,
1: be like – be European about it. Wake her up at like nine. Wake me up, baby.
0: I know. Take her out to the
1: bar. Like – they do that over there. Like like little kids are at dinner at 11 p.m. at restaurants.
0: I just think good sleep hygiene, you start them young. I don't let Evie have her cell phone in the bed.
1: <laughs> I actually had a breakthrough in my insomnia, in my journey with insomnia. Because yeah. now I'm on a new sleeping medication on top of the one that I'm already taking.
0: So what's your stack? What's your drug stack?
1: Gabapentin, 900 mm-hmm. milligrams, which... My psychiatrist was like, I've never had any patient be on this much and I can't like go any higher. And then. um, uh, Trazodone? No. uh, G. It starts with a G, I think. Maybe a D. It's a little white pill that's like trying. um,
0: I'm listening. A rhombus (laughs) shape.
1: Like really okay. flat, like a little wafer.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Doesn't do anything. And so then I realized.
0: <laughs> it's probably like a sugar pill.
1: Yeah. But then I realized none of this is going to work. I can do all of these things. None of this will work because I don't want to sleep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's, it's not like I'm like doing this being like finally the silver bullet. I'm finally going to get to sleep. I like don't want to sleep.
0: Why? Are you scared of dreaming? It's lazy. Sleep is lazy. Oh, shut your (laughs) mouth.
1: There's there's so much going on in the world. You just want to sleep.
0: Please. Okay, guess what I think? I have a joke with my friend who has a two-year-old that we would like to be on the baby's schedule as well, where you like have you wake up at seven, you have breakfast, then you take a nap at nine till like (laughs) eleven, and then you like wake up, you have some food, you play a little bit, do a little work, then you take another nap, and you go to bed at like 6:37. That sounds like an (laughs) ideal Cadence and I don't know why we ever get away. That was my life
1: as a freelancer. (laughs) Yeah, as a quote-unquote consultant.
0: (laughs) I mean, I like that is my ideal scenario. I had to stay up until eleven thirty p.m. last night, and it was as if I was like in the like Stanford prison experiment or something, like being (laughs) sleep deprived. I I was like, this is torture, and I need to go to bed. One thing I'd like to talk to you about. Surprisingly, we didn't send each other. This, Rihanna's pregnancy announcement. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of thoughts, but I want to hear yours first.
1: Well, I'm really happy for her. It makes me look at her in a totally different light, Mother Rihanna. And I was just thinking, huh, is this going to. I was wondering too when like Kylie Jenner got pregnant, does this spark like a whole trend? (laughs) I'm not that babies are a trend, but we do know like the power of celebrity, especially one of Rihanna's status.
0: What would the trend be? Like having babies? Everybody's
1: having babies. The birth rates are declining, so...
0: True. Well, maybe then, honestly, maybe this is like more... This is maybe a higher level strategy than we thought. Maybe this baby was all like a Dr. Fauci or like a, you know, Joe Biden thing.
1: I do love that like true New York is having a major comeback. ASAP, he like took Rihanna to like Bushwick on like their first date and now they're creating life together and then the whole Julia Fox like downtown yeah, like, like and she's like hey I'm a New
0: Yorker like hey
1: shut the fuck up yeah
0: somebody's walking here like that
1: yeah totally
0: yeah I agree actually it's very eighties Madonna grime East Village but like
1: we're back baby
0: we're back <laughs> the New York is back my issue and I had this debate with Alexis Page who's a friend of the pod because I sent it to her and she was like what I <laughs> like the pictures and I was like okay I'm let me back up. I found out about 10 years ago, this was sort of like pre-Instagram celebrity star magazine like Instagram accounts where like you could find all the paparazzi pictures immediately and you would still read like Us Weekly, Star Magazine, In Touch, right? And I had a friend whose job it was to, you know, when they would have pictures of like Kaylee Cuoco getting Reynolds wrapped. Or like picking out Ziploc bags, like Spotted, like they're just like us. They buy Ziploc bags. It was
1: SpawnCon?
0: Yeah, that all of that was SpawnCon. And that essentially like they would have a client and the client would be like Reynolds Wrap. And Reynolds Wrap would say, who do you have? We have $20,000. We want to do, you know, like a paparazzi picture. And then the agency that my friend worked at would go to a photographer, a paparazzi, and he would say okay, I can do this person for that person or that person for this much. And then they say, okay, we'll do Kaylee Quoco," And then he would negotiate the whole thing. He'd call her or text her and be like, let's go to Gelson's at this date. She would go to Gelson's. He would take pictures of her through the window, you know, taking her card out. Like all of that stuff was placement for money and like orchestrated by the photographers. The other thing that she's told me that I thought was so interesting was, and and you would only notice it in these like old magazines, but occasionally you know, when they would do who wore it better. So they'd mm-hmm. have like someone on a red carpet and then you had to pay close attention. But the other person that they would be comparing that person on the red carpet to would just be like in a house or like on a staircase or something. And so what they no. would do so that, yes. So the magazines would say, okay, we have this like, you know, Sofia Vergara in this like pair of whatever, like short shorts and like a cool tank top at some summer of love, you know, 92.1 FM event, whatever. And they would go to the managers and the agents and the publicists for like up and coming actors and actresses and be like, do you want to wear this outfit to like be a who wore it better? And you know who was always one of them? Kendall. Jenner. Mm -hmm. So Chris was like very quickly in the Us Weekly, in touch or I don't know, I forget which magazine they had like a deal with, but that's like how she started to get the younger kids famous, they'd bring the dress over or whatever it was, like Kendall would wear it and they'd put her in the magazine. All of which is to say, I started looking at paparazzi pictures in a totally different lens. So then when Rihanna comes out this week and it's shot by quote unquote fashion's favorite paparazzi, which like, I don't even know what that means. It's a guy, just like a Shutterstock photographer, which is a photo agency. I just thought the pictures to me were so weird. It's like, okay, Beyonce quote unquote broke the internet with her pregnancy, the whole setup with the flowers and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like kneeling. And Rihanna either like negotiated with that paparazzi to take semi-staged but semi candid paparazzi
1: pictures. Where did they like debut though? Because they were out before they were on her.
0: Exactly. So like they went on the wire. They went on shutterstock.
1: So she just did like a press blast? Like she yes. just released a <laughs> She had a press release.
0: She coordinated with that photographer, Diggy or Digi or whatever that person's name is. They coordinated. She and ASAP got dolled up and like met him on a corner under the bridge or wherever they were. And then he was like, okay, great, we got the shot. She probably looked at the camera was like, cool, looks great. And then he put them on Shutterstock. And if you look at the pictures, they're like, are they paparazzi pictures? Are they portraits? Like, I expect a lot from Rihanna. How did Rihanna. nobody
1: see them doing I expect this? her to, like,
0: constantly raise the bar in terms of, like, creativity and pop culture. And I felt like these were just lame. It was like... Are you trying to pass these off as paparazzi pictures or are these supposed to be portraits? And if they were supposed to be portraits, why didn't you get like an actually good photographer to take them? It doesn't matter.
1: The execution doesn't matter. It's the content itself. And why execute
0: it like that?
1: Because it doesn't matter. Why why would she need to do anything more?
0: But it took effort to like get her hair and makeup done, get styled in vintage Chanel. She
1: does that going to dinner every night.
0: I was depressed. I was depressed because I wanted it. I want more from her. I feel like this was a moment where she could have done something really creative or like so, so like low effort that it was cool. You know what I mean? Like something like just like do it like in an Instagram story or like, you know what I mean?
1: Her personality comes through in like everything that she does. I feel like there's not this like team behind her strategizing i mean I, we know mel ottenberg kind of invented a lot of the look and feel the look and feel but i feel like the vibe is like her and the beyonce thing was executed totally differently there was like a creative director and yeah. a whole production this maybe she just also wanted nice photos for herself instead of it's just, just
0: like, funny i mean it's very chugy then <laughs> It's very like, you know, she just wanted some nice like pregnancy pictures. So she just hired a a relatively reasonably affordable photographer and she just got some pictures taken. Whatever. And probably she didn't have to pay for them because he was going to sell them anyway.
1: Look, if Chanel can get people to buy dust bags and like a fucking advent calendar, Rihanna can kind of phone it in on her pregnancy photos. I
0: know, but I just don't. Like, I don't know, for you, you of all people who doesn't want to sleep because there's so much you could be doing, do you really believe in our idols and our heroes phoning it in?
1: I Who's my idol? Who would I actually, like, not be be able to talk in front of? I was just thinking about this the other day. I can tell you who
0: mine is. Who? I've interviewed a lot of people in my long life. The person that I was, like, most nervous and, like, starstruck by, Kathy Griffin. Interesting. I just think she's so quick and she's so witty and she's so funny. And like, even though this is not what I'm supposed to be doing as a journalist, when I get in those situations, I like black out, and all I try to do is make the person laugh, which I know is not like what <laughs> it's not, they're not interviewing me. You know what I mean? But I was like, just so nervous. I, I get really nervous with comedians.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a competition.
0: Yeah. But guess who wins the comedian?
1: <laughs> the only person that that's happened to, I'm sure if, the opportunity would arise with someone else, then I would be very nervous and fuck up too. But Mark Maron, I like couldn't get a word out when I met him.
0: And when you say you met him, you went to a book signing. I went to his book signing.
1: <laughs> I've made my friend Katie go with me. I, and I thought it would just be like a book signing. No, you, it was like a live conversation with him and his producer from his podcast. And then you had to, like, wait in the line to get your... It wasn't, like, a chill event. It was at Barnes & Noble. It was kind of, like, the worst, but also the best because I was so excited to see him. And then I didn't realize, like, when people went on stage to get their book signed that, like, everybody had, like, something really clever and witty to say. Oh, and then God. I'm, like, the pressure of, like, waiting in line to go up there and, like, saying something because you can't just stand there and, like, smile and not say anything. It was horrifying. And I had my phone in my hand just out of habit, but I think he thought I wanted a photo so then he was like all right well come on let's get a photo and i was so nervous to be next to him that i like made katie do it instead. and i took a photo of katie and him and katie has like no skin in the game she doesn't give a fuck (laughs) who mark maron is
0: just because you were nervous (laughs) i was
1: so nervous and i've been trying to get him on the podcast but he he just leaves us
0: on red at this point
1: yeah we did engage in some back and forth but now he just leaves me on red i follow up with him like once a month
0: and still nothing still nothing what's your vibe on julia Fox? Speaking of which.
1: I think she should be protected at all costs.
0: Me too. I think she's a New York treasure. I think she's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned like where her new baby is like because she doesn't seem to be like bringing him along for this tour I'm not.
1: that's not for that's not for us to like
0: I, no and that's honestly that's probably more that's my shit you know what i mean <laughs> like even just me saying that that's on me i take it back and you're i like love
1: as her. a famous mother myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just think i feel bad for the kid no you know what <laughs> i take that all back i'm gonna roll that all back and i love her so much my problem is honestly with kanye like i think she's cooler than kanye
1: yeah well I have a lot of opinions on Kanye.
0: (laughs) I don't think he's that cool. I think he like knows how to find cool people, but I don't think he is inherently cool. Mm. Julia Fox just seems inherently like she has that Debbie Mazar, Drea DiMatteo, kind of like don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, but that's Kanye too. We've just seen like fame kind of- Kanye
0: West is mentally ill.
1: Yeah, well, regardless though- I was talking
0: to my friend who he was saying, he was like, Do you guys realize that our pop culture right now is dominated by a incredible? He was saying, he was like, Do you guys realize that our pop culture right now is dominated by an unmedicated, mentally ill person who's like publicly unmedicated and mentally ill? Our culture is now manic depressive or bipolar because. (laughs) We just are at the whim of Kanye's PR machine.
1: No, disagree.
0: Also, can I ask another question? What? Can you explain Balenciaga to me? Not the brand, but like in order for Kim and Kanye to now separately.
1: Oh, yeah. Your theory on this is Balenciaga's sponsoring their divorce.
0: Or explain to me like, so Kim was just revealed to be like in the new ad campaign for Balenciaga's new bag kanye obviously only wears balenciaga now justin bieber only wears is in the balenciaga campaign but anyway my question is obviously justin bieber wears a lot of other brands as well kanye and kim seemingly don't and my question is is balenciaga paying them enough money because they have so much of their own money so how much money would balenciaga have to be paying them to like get them to exclusively wear balenciaga as like a walking billboard for the brand Or is it not about money?
1: Kanye is working with Demna on the new Gap. So they're like business partners.
0: Okay, but like, why is Kim? Like, Kim doesn't, you know, get out of bed for less than $2 million a day.
1: If somebody was making me custom designer clothes and made my life so easy and made me look good, I would happily... Except, (laughs) like,
0: what? (laughs) I know, but any brand would do that for her.
1: Well, maybe she likes it. I also read, this. now we can tie this back to skincare, so thank you, Annie. I also read that she really likes wearing those, like, full Balenciaga looks, like the full-on unitard, head-to-toe, or, yeah, literally head-to-toe, because that was the Met Gala look, but otherwise neck-to-toe, fully covered, you know, with the gloves and everything, because she has psoriasis. And it covers her breakouts, and so it's really comfortable for her to wear. She still looks, still looks really hot, skin tight, and like everything's accentuated, but she's not literally showing her skin
0: huh interesting. Yeah. food for thought food for thought I mean, listen, I appreciate Kim. I find some of the things that Kanye has said incredibly troubling, and I Don't like how he thinks that everything he says is profound.
1: I don't know that he thinks that.
0: Did you see his Instagram yesterday about how like, I'm not going to be making NFTs. Stop telling me to make NFTs. I hear that all the time. Relax. I know, but it's also like, relax. Don't make NFTs then. Do whatever you want. Artists. Do you remember when he did that fashion show in Milan it was like a f- mess of a fashion show. I forget what the brand was called. It was like three hours late. And then the clothes weren't even like finished on the models. Like it was, it was really, it was like his first attempt. And you know what? Like I'm going to roll it back now with <laughs> how I always do yeah, with Harry can Styles. We, can
1: we, let's compliment to this. Let's not leave it open face.
0: I know. And I was going to say that I actually take it all back because I love his creativity. I, anyone who's willing to express themselves. And as someone who also struggles with mental illness, my piece of advice is to like a good find a good doctor, and he's going to figure out what that other D or G medication is, and maybe that could be the panacea. You know what I mean? Maybe. What is it? We don't know.
1: Guanfacine. <laughs> I don't know. What if I just like outed myself for having like a really crazy? Oh no, this is it. Guanfacine medication used to treat ADHD. Did he I'm put listening. me on a freaking stimulant to go to bed? That is ballsy. No wonder I haven't been able to sleep. That's a cowboy
0: psychiatrist. That's my kind of psychiatrist. They're like doing off-label shit. I love that.
1: Oh, none of the stuff I take is for the things that it's made for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you like, like, you are my greatest experiment. We give you upper for sleep.
1: (laughs) You've had a very difficult year. You started your company. I don't know what accent I'm doing now.
0: No, it's like Transylvania now. Should we get into a little bit, a sprinkling of top stories? Yes. So this was a very light news week. I told you before we started recording this, I think it was because now that, you know, the industry knows that we're back, you know, we have a weekly schedule again. Now they know, okay, now we can rejigger our launch schedule, our acquisition timelines to accommodate for the fact that Eyewitness Beauty publishes. On Saturdays, anyway, the only thing that I could find that was semi interesting was the fact that Ilya Beauty, which was I think one,
1: (laughs) this is what the one thing you could find.
0: This is the only thing I could find. Ilya Beauty, which was a pioneering clean makeup brand, announced its plans to be acquired by the Corten Clarins family, which is the family that obviously started Clarins, the Clarins brand. They did not disclose financial terms of the deal. What I think is interesting about this is that there have been a few clean makeup brands that have seemingly you know, been circled by either private equity companies or strategic acquirers to be bought. Ilya was one of them. Kosas was one of them. This new brand, Say, S-A-I-E, has been one of them more recently, is in Sephora now. And there, it's kind of been the three of them. And the question I think between the three of them has been like who has the best product? You know, who has the most opportunity in terms of retail expansion? And this to me is sort of interesting because I'd kind of thought that Ilya was the one who had the best product because they were the earliest and had the longest time to sort of perfect, perfect. it. And now they're the first they're the first one picked in dodgeball. So blessings to Ilya. Have you ever tried Ilya? Yes. What do you think?
1: I think the formulas are on par with a more like traditional prestige makeup brand I would say they're not like the most innovative products but they are on par with you know what you would expect out of a expensive lipstick except it's like clean I would say it's like an Estee Lauder level product it's good
0: they were able to like approximate non-clean level of like coverage and you know color and all that stuff
1: yeah Totally. That's cool. It's nothing crazy. Like you're not going to get, you know, a glitter eyeliner from Ilya or a blue highlighter. It's very traditional, pretty girl makeup. Can I tell you what's keeping me up at night besides my chronic insomnia? Channel diversification. So Facebook this week announced, or they're kind of, they're a public company, right? This is all Um, speculation. Facebook. Yes. Are they? Yes. This is all speculation. And when I say speculation, I mean like I didn't how do you say, uh, re- research? <laughs>
0: <laughs> recherche. research.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to f- fall into Hilaria Baldwin's. <laughs> yeah,
0: how do you say, okay.
1: <laughs> I didn't research, but um, they basically released their kind of report on 2021. As we know, they stopped sharing data with Apple, or, or actually Apple stopped sharing data with Facebook. So it's become harder and harder to, quote unquote, serve your target audience with your ads at you made specially for them on Facebook because we're all on Apple devices and Apple is like, we're not going to share that data with you, Facebook, to make your product more appealing so you can target all these people and steal their data and you know, convince them that they need a new mattress or whatever else. So it's been really hard for brands, especially newer brands, to acquire new customers. It's been very expensive. And Facebook basically confirmed all of that as of yesterday, saying that actually their users are down for the first time ever. (laughs) They've lost a lot of money and it's going to get harder for brands to spend money with them in a really efficient way. So yeah, we're going to see a lot of brands diversifying even more. Everybody's like already jumped ship.
0: But so explain to me what diversification in this story means. So
1: what does Facebook own? They own Instagram. when when we say Facebook, we actually mean Instagram, really. And then of <laughs> course, Facebook, the Facebook feed, which a lot of us don't use regularly, Plus, but WhatsApp. interesting. WhatsApp. They don't have ads yet on WhatsApp, as far as I know. No. So Facebook sells ad space on Instagram and Facebook. And that's how a lot of, or should I say meta sells ad space. (laughs) And that's how a lot of these early D2C brands that launched around 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011 have acquired so many of their customers and grown so quickly because it used to be very cheap to advertise on Facebook and acquire a customer. Now that is not the case because of this data sharing issue that happened the last year. So when I say diversify, I mean like a lot of brands need to start looking outside of Facebook and Instagram to acquire new customers and be really creative.
0: And essentially like where they're going to spend money on marketing and advertising. So like what other platforms they could create ads for? Like are they going to try being bigger on Pinterest? Are they trying to do TikTok? Is it out of home? Is it TV, is it direct mail? Can I
1: just say something? I wanted to post this on Instagram, but then I felt like I was bringing a lot of negativity into the feed and like nobody's asking me for that. And I feel like people think that I'm like snarky and like trying to like tweet other brands and things like that, but I don't. But this kind of pissed me off. And I'm actually friends with the guy who owns one of these companies, but the wheat paste situation in New York is fucking out of control. And if you are on the marketing team at any startup, your brand is literally on, on the posters that are littered all over New yeah. York City right now. It's really bad. It's like really disgusting. If you guys People could just do see, it because
0: they're like, it's great because our fans can take pictures in front of the ads and then it's like extra, you know.
1: Also, Wheat Paste is an interesting quote unquote channel or placement for your brand because you can be like next to a YSL ad. You're right. like weird little like beauty company that nobody's ever heard of can invest, I don't know, 5K in a Williamsburg out-of-home takeover with wheat paste, and it'll be right next to like a YSL wheat paste. And that was what was so appealing about wheat paste for a long time. It's like
0: adjacencies. It's like brand burnishing adjacencies.
1: Yeah. So anyway, it's really bad. It's really bad. I have a whole collection of like photos on my phone of just, you know, six inches thick wheat paste of all the brands. Bleep them out. Jessamine, if you wouldn't mind. But like, what's the one... Oh, yeah. Like, they're all, like, littering the street. I I can't even walk.
0: It's all the same models, too.
1: It's all the same models. So maybe just stop doing that. It's really gross.
0: But at the same time, do try to find other ways to market.
1: Yeah, but WePaste is not it.
0: Well, then, okay, so if WePaste is not it, Facebook's not it, what is it?
1: Well, you sent me a funny one because a very, like, micro comedian is not like the face of pantene which is funny.
0: Yeah. So there we go. So it's like going really niche
1: and every brand is hiring like a head of influencer, every single yeah. brand. So if you do influencer marketing, raise your price because everybody's trying to find you right now. Listen, I think that is smart.
0: I think at where at one point like a lot of these brands thought they had to have these like year-long commitments from these really famous iconic people to like make an impact with a endorsement. And I think what we've realized from this person who we're both talking about, who is gorgeous and actually looks amazing in the pictures, but which just is really not a typical Pantene model is that it doesn't need to be that big.
1: Hold on. You
0: just need a lot of them.
1: I don't agree. I actually think one huge celebrity can really like make or break your company. This is not a knock on you, Nick. Because I actually think home court is brilliant and the concept behind it is brilliant, like skincare for your home. But you also have an A-list celebrity on your side. And that is rocket fuel for... Oh,
0: no doubt. No doubt. But I just mean like the fact that like Courtney for home court is like a founder. She's an investor. Like she's she's not being endorsed. You know
1: that. But like to like the average person, they don't know that like... Addison Ray didn't like develop the formulas for item beauty, you know? No, no. <laughs> like, but well,
0: that's even different. I, I'm talking more about how, like, Garnier and Sarah Jessica Parker, for example, like, I think people know that it's not Serdisca Parker's brand. She's just being paid to be in the campaigns. I'm saying, like, the new version of that might be finding 10 cw level actresses and actors to like be in garnier campaigns because that's actually like is speaking to different micro or smaller audiences might be an actual smarter strategic move than like one Sarah Jessica parker
1: if you think the cw audience is small no <laughs> <and but> cw <laughs> actresses are micro
0: and <laughs> like Sophia little shows Bush. like you pick like little shows like riverdale or yeah, like you, you know, know just <laughs> <laughs> You know, little engines that could. No, I just thought Pantene, honestly, like plus one for Pantene.
1: There has to be more news stories, Nick.
0: I mean, there's really not. Like, honestly, like China took Grindr off of the App Store or something before the Olympics. Oh, so that, for the, like, the... oh, yeah, because the athletes <laughs>
1: like, fuck.
0: Yeah, they're like, want to get on that on that thing. No, there's literally no other news. Trend Mood, which is like our gray lady, New York Times Has R.E.M. Beauty, Ariana Grande's makeup collection going into Alta? Whatever. Bless. I think that that's it.
1: Well, should we get into product of the week?
0: Yeah. Annie, you go Hmm. first.
1: Oh, you know what I did? (laughs) I got a facial. This is my, like, uh, once a year maintenance time.
0: I feel like once a year facials are not that effective. I feel like you're supposed to do it like every month or something.
1: Well, she got me to buy P50 1970 finally.
0: Explain to the readers what P50 I mean, everyone knows what our readers definitely know what P50 is, but explain to us the 1970 aspect.
1: It is a toner, an exfoliating toner, but it has the 1970 version of P50 has an ingredient in it that I guess used to be More commonly used. Let's just say it's not
0: so street legal.
1: It's not legal in Europe. (laughs) And it's the same ingredient that when you use like a throat numbing spray, it's the same ingredient that numbs your throat. (laughs) And I guess it's an antimicrobial and like an anti inflammatory or something like that. Let's just
0: say you don't want to drink it.
1: And when you apply it, they actually tell you to put it over your lips too, which I've never toned my lips. I can't do that. Your lips and your mouth kind of go numb. Anyway, so I got that. Um, What else did I get? Oh, Nick, I wish I had something more interesting to say.
0: I mean, I'm kind of in a bit of a rut from a skincare perspective. You know this, and real ones will know who are listening, that I like anything that promises brightening. That was the claim that would get me to buy anything. I want, like, sparkling, bright skin like Edward Cullen in the sunshine skin.
1: Does he go in the sunshine?
0: When he does it, he turns into sparkles. I don't remember. I only saw like a few minutes of the first one.
1: We're talking about the same Edward Cullen, right? Like the vampire. <laughs> yeah,
0: vampire. And I would buy anything that would do brightening. I was really into the Somme Institute, which was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> I
1: remember
0: It was like a five step skincare program developed by a clinical researcher in skincare who developed this like proprietary, I think it was just a shitload of vitamin A and a lot of exfoliation. And for like six months, I was sparkling brighter than a diamond in the sky. Then on day one of the seventh month, my skin was like you've flown too close to the sun. I'm, I'm using a lot of different metaphors. And as punishment, we're going to give you like the worst sensitized skin reaction ever. My skin was basically like rejected it for like the next Mm -hmm. few months.
1: You damaged your moisture barrier.
0: Yeah. And like I basically sensitized my skin and I went to a dermatologist in New York and she was basically saying like, you can, because I was like, I've never had sensitive skin. I don't understand why this is happening. She said, this can happen if you try too many different things. If you try things that are too heavy on the exfoliation or, you know, combining vitamin A and exfoliators and things like that, you're really walking down a gnarly path with your skin. And ever since then, which was honestly probably 10 years ago, I've kind of like been a little boy lost in the woods where I'm like scared of anything that's too strong.
1: <laughs> Yet you'll get laser needles injected into your face.
0: Yeah, because those, well, those don't give you like rashes. My concern is like a rash, a dermatitis, something like that. So I've been using very since then, like sort of calming things and my skin doesn't look great. I love the goop, as I've said a few times on this podcast. I found this goop instant facial. You put it on for three minutes. It's like chemical and physical exfoliant. It's gentle enough to use daily in my experience, but it actually does kind of give you a bit more of a glow. I want to look a little bit more dewy, a greasy way, but dewy in like a, you know how like there's thick Vaseline, which just looks glossy versus like sweaty.
1: Yeah, kind of. I want to
0: look glossy and not sweaty. rubbery? Yeah, like dolphin. Dolphin, yeah. So does anyone have any recommendations for dolphin face? Annie, do you?
1: Well, I told you that Mary Allen pressed flour milk, but it's been sold out because I think because of you guys, so thanks. It's been sold out since December.
0: And the other thing I ordered because I'm really curious about it is Violette's Boom Boom Milk. It sounds kind of similar, actually. It's like a milk moisturizer essence toner thing. That's like one of her best-selling products. I just got an email that says it's out for delivery today. So I'm going to report back on that.
1: Save some for me so I can try it.
0: But in terms of like real deal products that I really love, I know I was on a journey with Bite toothpaste tablets, which like come in a little jar. You like crunch one in your mouth. It's getting to eat some candy. But then you add the water and you use it to brush your teeth. It's water-free tooth brushing, which I guess is good for the environment. Well, I like couldn't keep up getting these tablets. And at Airwan, they have David's toothpaste, which is very expensive. It's like $10 or $12 for like a tube of toothpaste. It comes in like a baby turquoise, robin's egg blue kind of aluminum tube. And they have a charcoal flavor, which is, you know, like a a kind of like chalky gray color. And it is my favorite toothpaste. And I pair it. So I, I really have abandoned. I mean, I'm 38. So I'm like over my face at this point. I'm just like, what else can I like actually optimize my teeth? So I use David's toothpaste charcoal mint, whatever it's called, which is like, it's not too sweet. It is refreshing and it really works. And then, and hear me out, Coco Floss.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Coco Floss is, you know, it's, a, it's basically like there are wheat paste posters probably of Coco Floss somewhere with the same people from the whatever campaign. So Coco Floss is like also $10 for like a thing of floss. But Casey, my husband, turned me on to it because it's somehow thinner than like conventional floss. So if you have like super tight teeth, it also which I do. right which he wanted me to tell you about he was like this actually helps with that somehow it's not as sharp as like conventional floss and it is mint scented or flavored in like a really pleasant way and so now that i've found a floss that i really like that actually seems to work and this toothpaste like i feel like my like mouth game is it's really lit so in summary your favorite product of the week was
1: Oh, my product of the week is actually, I bought the Succession sunglasses and they look really good.
0: What are the Succession sunglasses?
1: Didn't I tell you last week that I follow the that followed? the Succession? You said that you
0: followed. yeah, but you didn't say, you didn't mention the sunglasses.
1: So I went in my eye doctor little shop and they had all this one brand and it was really expensive and like really stupid. And I was like, I hate this. Usually you guys had like cooler stuff. And then I saw that brand on the Succession Outfit page. And the glasses brand is called Jacques Marie Maj. Have you hey. ever heard of it? No. It looks like Johnny Depp style glasses. Actually, I think the one pair I was looking at, which I was like, these are a great shape. And then I opened the leg and they had like a silver Thunderbird with a turquoise stone in the middle. <laughs> like it looked like Johnny Depp would wear it. And they were like, oh, that's the Adrian Brody collab. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Um, and so... After I saw it on the Succession Instagram page and, like, learned the heritage of this, you know, rich fucker, I wear a brand. I was like, I must have a pair. (laughs) So I got some sunglasses from them, and they look really good.
0: Do you have them on you? No.
1: No. No, I can't wear them out because they're too expensive. (laughs) But I'm pissed because I through my insurance, I got my sunglass frames. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And they basically took, like... A Mercedes, like the frames of the glasses, and put like a Honda Civic windshield in them. They tinted them the wrong color. <laughs> like, and they look so fucked up. I'm like, our healthcare picture, system is broken.
0: <laughs> as it pertains to your designer sunglasses, will you do me a favor and will you take a picture of these sunglasses and put them on the Eyewitness Beauty Instagram?
1: Yeah, the case is so gaudy. I was like, I have to find a new case for them because it's like embarrassing. <laughs>
0: And okay, so that was yours. In summary, mine was a new dental hygiene routine, which was David's toothpaste plus cocoa floss equals a beautiful smile. We'll be back next week with hopefully like an action-packed list of top stories and pieces of beauty news. As always, Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamyn Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Prezant, and our cover art is by Simon
1: Abronowitz. You can follow us on Instagram at eyewitnessbeauty. You can email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com, and you can support the show by joining our Patreon. You can decide a monthly gift or... Stipend that you want to a lot to us to make this show. We would be so grateful.
0: So we just wanted to welcome a few of our new. Oh my god, we have quite a few new patrons. I mean, I'm just going to say a few names. We have a Miriam, Helen, Julia, Kate, Tyler, Missia, Laurel, Angie, Alexia. Thank you all for helping us on Patreon we're like continuing to figure out sort of like how can we create exclusive content on patreon but in the meantime it's not like we're going out to caviar dinners you know with the patreon winning so to speak we're actually just using it to to just produce the podcast so your support is greatly appreciated and we love you everything's going to be okay ish, and we'll see you next week